Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Luke chapter 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed a fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, You are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found.
these awesome stories. In them, Jesus unfolds his robe and exposes huge, dazzling treasures about the personality and intention of God. They truly are brilliant, aren't they? But something I'd not spotted before, the fresh bread for me in this today, is that the three parables in chapter 15, and then Jesus' teaching all the way through to 1710, are all in response to the mumbling groans of the Pharisees about Jesus spending time with sinners. Jesus, who so often is tight-lipped and enigmatic in response to questions, releases a barrage of assertions when it comes to this topic. He's like the guy you poke on social media who then replies with an essay. And another thing? And so I find myself reviewing the way I've so often read these deeply beautiful and astonishing parables. So often I've seen myself as the lost coin, as the lost sheep, as the son being given the fattened calf. Or I've seen them as stimulus to evangelism, to wanting to see new people come to faith and discipleship. Both of these readings are valid and edifying. And yet, I think the thrust of Jesus' argument is targeted on a subtly different place, at least when we see the flow of his argument as it moves from chapter 15 into 16 and 17. Jesus' passion is not just that I rejoice when sinners come to faith, but that I accept God as a God who eats with sinners. I worship a God who eats with sinners. When you think about that, it's a bonkers thing for a holy God to do. Eating together takes time. Eating together includes reclining and making casual conversation. Eating together is shared vulnerability when guards are dropped and honest opinions exposed. And our God does that with sinners. I so often lurch from seeing God as demanding and utterly holy, calling me to take up my cross and to reject the world, into seeing God as warm and cuddly, a relaxed and carefree socialite laughing his way through banquets. And yet in these chapters of Luke, we're told we must hold both views of God at the same time. We must look beyond human inclinations for God to be either or, and instead learn both to recline with him as prodigal father and to be rebuked by him as the convicting parable writer. And somehow, through the work of the Spirit, to be people who similarly embody the oxymoronic nature of our gracious, holy faith. Question for reflection. Imagine yourself as an observer, watching the father meet the prodigal son, and then holding an expensive feast with him. How do you respond emotionally to these scenes? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.